Welcome to the first episode of the Monday Night Boar. Uh, I am Loblo. I'm Sid Lectoro. And I'm Clean Gene. And we just got done watching uh, Nitro, the first one, and then I guess the second one, and then the corresponding uh, Raw episode. The first episode we saw was... September 4th, 1995, at the Great American Mall, and it was the Nitro episode, the debut Nitro episode. And what do you want to talk about? Well, let's just uh, start with uh, WCW Monday Nitro. Got started off right with the Joy Buzzer thing between Jim McMichael and Bobby the Brain. Steve McMichael. Yeah, yeah, Steve McMichael. Steve Mongo McMichael. Bobby the Brain. Not Jim. It's a test. Yeah. Yeah. So our announcers were Eric Bischoff, Steve Mongo McMichael, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm hmm. Yeah. I wasn't really paying attention. (laughs) I'm going to just put that out there. I've never been a Nitro fan, I've never been a WCW fan, and this is going to be sure torture because we're going to try to watch. Each of them, I guess, corresponding the back and forth between the two, and then review them, I suppose. Right until the end of Nitro. Right until the end of time. Right now is uh, not too bad, because the episodes are only 45 minutes each, without commercials. I guess it gets worse and better. It's gonna suck when they get to be three hours long. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. Uh, so the show opened up with the opening match of Brian Pillman versus Jushin Thunder Liger. They uh, said Jushin Liger was one of the biggest stars in Japan, which is actually true. It's good to know. Uh, this was a pretty sloppy match, I thought. Not as good as you'd think. They're both well-regarded workers in the ring, but uh, it's pretty sloppy. Yeah. Brian Pillman wasn't great, but... According to Steve McMichael, he gave it to him the way he wanted it. Yeah, and yeah. There, there was some commentary. Like was got, the, the commentary was, uh, you know, not great. Yeah, it's just weird watching this because of the 90s and everyone's dressed in 90s style. and It's just weird. Is that all we have to say about that one? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Pillman won clean with a roll-up. Mm-hmm. Not much going on there. Kind of pretty weak finish. Yeah. <clears throat> Not much happens. A lot of the matches are, like, mercifully short. Well, it's in a mall. Yeah. I just mean, like, on all three episodes oh. of the shows that we watched in general. Yeah, there weren't, like, tons of false finishes and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, next up was a promo from Hulk Hogan. Ooh. Talking about Pasta Mania. Fuck yeah. He said Pasta Mania or Pasta Maniac seven times in his two-minute promo. Pasta Mania has got all my Hulkamaniacs running wild. And I've eaten so many Hulkaroos and Hulkaroos, I kind of feel sorry for Big Bubba, brother. And with Pasta Mania running through my brain and all my Pasta Maniacs, I'm going to give Big Bubba a dose of my Hulkaroos up there. And then I'm going to Pasta Maniacs. I've been eating my Pasta Mania. And what you going to do in the Mall of America, brother, when Hulk Hogan Pasta Mania and all my Pasta Maniacs run wild on you. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, ev- yeah. Evidently, it was a, a marketing tie-in with a like a mall kiosk restaurant that served 
fast food Chef Boyardee, and they had Hulkaroos, which were just Hulk-shaped pasta. And it sounds fucking gross. Hulk Hogan mentioned several times he was slim and trim from <laughs> eating his pasta at Pasta Mania. Yeah, I mean, it's dieting food, really. I think that I think eventually the FDA had to shut them down because of the amount of steroids in their pasta. Oh yeah, where do you think you lose all the weight? I guess he moved on from eating his vitamins and saying his prayers to eating pasta. Yeah, he's gonna eat Hulkaroos. Yeah, Hulkaroos. Uh, so he also set up a match for the main event against uh, Big Bubba, who's also known as the Big Boss Man. What? Um, so he also said this was gonna be the first time the world championship was on the line on Monday Nitro. Any other thoughts on this segment? What the fuck was the segment again? Can we swear? The Hulk Hogan promo? We can swear, right? I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the whole Kogan promo, uh, I don't know, is it was pasta. incredibly stupid. And at the start, my favorite part was, he was like, who's your favorite wrestler? And then like two people were like, Hulkamania. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Continue. Uh, so next up was <laughs> a match with Ric Flair and Sting. Purple I, Sting. I kind of remember that one. So shortly after this match started, Lex Luger came out for about 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And they were like, oh, look at Lex Luger. And that was, you said, the right. surprise of the episode? Yeah, so is... at the time, this was kind of a big deal because he was just under contract with WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe was on the previous episode of Raw and then just showed up on Nitro without any notice. But watching it now was kind of nothing. Like, he, yeah. he did nothing. He exactly. walked out. For 10 seconds, no one really said much other than, oh my god, what is he doing here? Kind of so far as like a running theme with Luger, he'll show up and he'll say like one sentence and then be like, well that's it! And leave. Yeah. So you're Uh, saying they shot their wad with that surprise reveal? Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of strange, I thought. And uh, just for the record, it's a different time. Let the record show that Clean Gene said Sting was the best wrestler of all time. No, not what I said. He admitted it. I remember Um, something to that. It's been a long-standing thing, and I finally got him to admit Sting is the single best wrestler of all time. Yeah, I mean, it was an okay match. It was just, you know, not particularly impressive. It wasn't the main event, so, I mean... Yeah, it was a pretty good match. Kind of typical Ric Flair type of match. Yeah, a lot of signature moves. Nothing bad. The ref, uh... Climb the ropes a lot with them. That yeah, that was really very weird. strange. I don't think I've ever seen that before, where the referee yeah. was climbing on the ropes to break up the holds <laughs> like in the corner. Hold. Yeah, um, that's kind he, of he's really excited. There, he's just starting off to trying to sell their new ref. Look at this guy. He gets in it, and then and then Sting is uh, weakness is like a. Like a chop to the inner thigh or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a chop block. <laughs> then uh, Sting dropped for like a minute. Tumbled over. So, cute. during this match, Ron Anderson came out. And, oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. announcers were kind of making a big deal about that. I guess Rick Flair and Ron Anderson had been feuding yeah, recently. Like and they weren't sure if they had made up or not. Um, so, match ends up with Flair. Uh, Flair puts Sting in the figure four. And starts using the ropes for leverage and refuses to break the ropes. The ref's jumping on the ropes like, you gotta get up! So the ref calls for disqualification. Was it Flair? I thought, I thought wasn't there an interference in that or no? No, not to after the, the, after the match. Oh, after the match. 
So yeah, uh, Flair refuses to break the hold even after the match. So Arn Anderson comes in, attacks Flair to get him to break the hold on Sting. Arn Anderson, uh, they have like a slap fight. Like, yeah, yeah, real quick brawl, and then Flair just takes off, and then like Anderson came back in the ring and kind of squared off against Sting, but nothing really happened there. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, someone's <laughs> yelling at the table. What happened? <laughs> We've got Scott Norton. Uh, yelling at Eric Bischoff oh, about yeah. a contract he had signed, and uh, yeah, it was like a weird side dispute, arguing yeah. over like something. Yeah, yeah, Arn Anderson, corn dogs. Then, I don't know. And then out of nowhere, the Macho Man comes out. Well, well, before that, uh, Mongo McMichael and Scott oh, Morris yeah. are getting each other's faces. Right, right, right. Then Macho Man comes out and challenges Norton to a match right then and there. They're just like oh, yeah. yelling wanna, at each other. You want to do it with me, brother? Get in the <laughs> ring and we can do it right now. Yeah. Uh, but Bischoff tells Scott Norton if he steps in the ring, he'll never wrestle in WCW. And then they just cut to a commercial break. Next up was a promo video for Sabu. Sabu. Uh, very blurry. Lots of motion blur. <laughs> I got Sabu motion sickness. <laughs> I don't know what he's supposed to be. He's blurry. He's, he's like a mystical yeah. entity. He is. He's like a magical butterfly or something. Yeah, not much there. Just kind of a highlight reel. Promo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had Mean Gene in the ring to announce the winner of a Harley Davidson contest. Oh, congratulations. And that was it. He announced the winner and then they cut away. Congratulations, Mike Cock of Alabama. You have won a 90-95 Harley-Davidson, Harley yep. which is Kelly Blue Book, $5 right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on a block in <laughs> it's just, somewhere in Alabama. Yeah. It's, and then what? we had um, backstage, we had, at the time, Michael, Michael Wall, Wall Street. Street. Uh, he cut a promo. I don't think he really said anything. No. I don't remember anything of note that he, he said. said I, I'm rich and I it do was, stuff. Was one thing a note though? The What's green that? screen was really fucked up. Right, so you could see <laughs> on the left side, on the right side, right you could see the arena. Yeah, yeah. through the promo. Supposed to be in a different room. I don't yeah. know. Um, <clears throat> this I mean, might have been his debut. I'm not sure. I would imagine so if they were still screwing around with the character name. Yeah. Well, spoilers. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Next up, we got the main event already. We got Big Bubba versus Hulk Hogan for the World Championship. Big, Big Bubba, Bubba Rogers is a boss man, right? Yep. Big uh, boss man, he wrestles in suspenders. Uh, so I noticed in the front row there were two signs. One that said Hogan sucks, <laughs> and one that said Hogan is a wimp. Mm-hmm. So even in 95, it looks like some fans were already turning against Hogan. Kind of set up his heel run, which he started in '96. I think those were time travelers. Yeah, time travelers from our time. It's a pretty like standard match, but we kind of at least uh, a clean gene had like not a revelation, but just observed that Hulk Hogan constantly like does heel shit in the ring, like face pokes, pulling hair. Yeah, I've never really understood the appeal of Hulk Hogan. I don't understand Pasta. how he became <laughs> this huge icon and legend in wrestling. I've uh, never liked his promos. He's always been bad in the ring. And even when he worked as a face and was like the top baby face, he worked as a heel for the most part in the ring. Yeah. But fans still cheered him even though he was 
cheating. Yeah. But he was cheating against if, people who they didn't like. And even if you're going, like, the superficial route of, like, how uh, one of the reasons, like, current champion Roman Reigns is picked, because he has the look, like, Hogan, Hogan doesn't even, like, fit that. Eh, uh, I, it seems to me that uh, he became popular because he was decent enough on the microphone, I guess, and, uh, well, I mean, for the time, and uh, I guess, like, one of his big things was uh, the uh, feud with uh, Andre the Giant, and that was, like, a big push, push for him, so I, I, I guess that it just snowballed and he became recognizable, and just being the most recognizable is probably all it takes to become super popular. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was doing something right to do have such a good career, but uh, he just never appealed to me ever. Mm. Um, so this was a pretty bad match, yeah. typical Hogan match. Not much going on. Uh, he won the match with a leg drop, and then the Dungeon of Doom hits the ring, which Dungeons and Dragons uh, becomes a running theme on Nitro at yeah. this time. It appears. Um, so Lex Luger came out to save Hogan, and then uh, Hogan and Luger start arguing. Yelling. Yes, Hogan says, what are you doing here? Go back where you belong. Luger says, I'm going to tell you the story. I do everything you do. No, no, I've seen you wrestle, and you're playing games, and, and Hogan, if you want to touch yeah. me, And then the Lex Luger's like, wait, 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 wait. Excuse me, sir, would you please let me finish? Yes, I will. I want a shot at the title too. I'm I'm here to get it on with the big boys. Well, I've seen you play with the little boys, and I'm okay with you playing with the big boys. So if you want to play with the big boys, you can take my hand and shake it around. Well, then I guess we have an accord, sir. I do declare. See ya. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, so Sting and Macho Man broke up the fight. Yeah. And then uh, Mean Gene hit the ring, and they did that promo where. Mm-hmm. Luger talked about how he was there with the big boys to play, and he wanted to wrestle the best, and that's Hulk Hogan. And uh, interesting, didn't they? They were they were alluding to the uh, is it Fall Brawl? Am I getting this right, or am I? Yep, Fall Brawl. Uh, yeah, yeah. Out. So they were alluding to the fact that uh, Vader was a wall. I guess he was supposed to be in that with those people, right? Sting. Homeboy and the other guy. They actually mentioned that until the next. Episode. Well, they showed they showed pictures of. Uh, they showed him in the debate, the debut. They showed uh, some Vader clips. Okay. And we're talking about him. At, and uh, then uh, being Hogan, after they had their little handshake agreement, uh, Hogan ended up like pushing Luger. <laughs> right. So they they agreed to have a title match the next week. On okay. Metro, uh, that handshake, and then Hogan, who's supposed to be the face. Uh, just pushes Luger out of nowhere. There's a shoving. For no reason. No, I mean, (laughs) they shook hands and it seemed very cordial. Again, very very strange behavior from someone that's supposed to be your top baby face. Then the episode just ends with a bunch of like five different people yelling between like the ring and the ringside and then the announce table. It just ended in chaos. You got Mongo McMichael holding a chihuahua dressed in a devil outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And it made sense. Though. I don't know where this chihuahua came from or why it was there. It was not there yeah. at the start of the show. I don't no. think. Hold it out of his ass. Just straight and, out of his ass. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was the end of the debut episode of Nitro. What do you guys think overall? 
I've never been a WCW fan, like, at all, and uh, this was okay. It was, I, I appreciate watching it just to say I've seen it, and uh, uh, it was a slice of history because, uh, I mean, I can't go out and get my Hulkaroos anymore. I, I don't think, I don't think that they still have Pastamanias at the uh, malls, so that's interesting. But, yeah, I don't give a shit. I guess the biggest thing for me was seeing another Sting match because not at not at this time, 95, but a little later on, uh, I watched I was a WCW guy. Um, yeah, Sid had quite the chubby and, and for Sting him. Yeah, never wrestled. I had Sting. <laughs> he had a Sting chubby. Sting, but I had never actually seen him wrestle until, like, yeah. right now. <laughs> Basically, like a couple years ago, I first saw like an old match of his. And you're like, wow, look at him, yeah. him getting off on this. Yeah, there was one decent match. Um, you're going to say the, the uh, uh, flair match? Yeah, not yeah. much else going on. Yeah. It, it seemed like they were kind of, I mean, obviously they were new to this whole live format. Yeah, they're not new to wrestling, though. No, but <laughs> it's not much of an excuse. It seemed like they were trying to really, like, have surprises. Oh, they yeah. Keep out of nowhere, like yeah. the Luger thing that yeah. they didn't do much with. No, they didn't sense. do anything with. And uh, the Scott Norton thing was just kind of confusing. Yeah. They hadn't really, like, they didn't really get how to do that kind of thing yet. Yeah. I guess. Um, I think it's the same with the yelling. They're just trying to keep like, oh look how exciting it is! Keep the excitement up. We just gotta yell all the time, brother. Keep shouting. Keep shouting. Keep rolling. Hulkamania's gonna your, hawk this pasta. Eat the pasta. Yeah, I mean overall it wasn't uh, it wasn't a terrible. It wasn't one. A it was pretty, pretty short. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if it was three hours of this, that'd be pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... I mean it, it, to be fair, it was, I guess, a little more entertaining than some of the old Raws from, like, 93 with people like Mantar on it. Right. Nitro number two. Nitro number two, September 11th, 1995. The, Never forget. Is, yeah, Never forget. second worst <laughs> September 11th ever. <laughs> Hey man, there could have been a Nitro or some to, other September 11th. I'm sure there were a lot of bad September 11th. That's among them. I'm not going to say it was worse. Biggest thing I noticed in this episode was they had an arena and an announce table. Right, so they're in an arena now. They're not in the mall. It's a nice um, arena. The pyro was was kind of funny. Yeah, I thought it was kind of... It's quaint. It's like sparklers. Yeah, on the yeah right? <laughs> But, it sounded like some crack the whips or something. I mean, maybe that's just what things were like in 1995. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of pyros. You have a little bit of pyros, and you don't overdo it. Uh, so again, we got Bischoff, Mongo McMichael, and Bobby the Brain Heenan as our announced crew. Uh, at the top of the show, they hyped up the debut of Sabu. Sabu. Said Scott Norton would be in action. And we would have Luger and Hogan in the main event. Yeah. So basically more of the same. Uh, so they had a little recap video of uh, what happened last week at the end of the show with Hogan and Luger. Okay. Setting up the main event for this week. Once again, the green screen was fucked up. Yeah. This time you could also see out of the top of it. So that was even worse. I'm not sure if that's just a, a thing where the... The tape that the WWE yeah. has is just like a different aspect ratio oh, than what was televised. That's kind of what it seems like, like the way <laughs> it's still like perfectly like this kind of like vertical line. Could be. Yeah. Could um, be. Then they announced Vader is AWOL. Oh, shit. Uh, will not be part of the pay-per-view. 
So Hogan's team will be down one man at War Games for uh, Fall Brawl. And I guess uh, Vader... Uh, they showed a clip of him from... And then that, I guess that's the last time he was ever... The first and last time he was ever seen on a Nitro, I guess. Uh, yeah. Because he he's gone after this. I mean, yeah. he's not with WCW anymore, so... So the first match is Alex Wright, Das Wunderkind versus Sabu. Oh, yeah. And uh, Queen Jane have just been telling us that Sabu didn't last very long in WCW. And then I think it was Heenan said Sabu will be in the WCW for a long, long time. We got Sabu versus Alex Wright. Uh, Sabu won with a victory roll off the top rope. Again, pretty sloppy match, which Sabu is known for. Um, it's okay. I mean, I've watched a lot of really bad wrestling, so uh, maybe I'm a little forgiving. I don't know. Yeah, this is another like really short match. And then after it was over, Sabu got a table and set it up, and he threw Alex Wright through it. And then after the match, he was disqualified, and Alex Wright uh, was the retroactive winner. Yeah, right. it's fucking weird. <laughs> so he gets disqualified <laughs> after the match. And the referee reversed the decision. That's like a raw two glitch in yeah. a video game. Mongo Michael said, "You got to respect the rules in WCW. Yeah. The rules are rules. even the even after rules the match." Say the match keeps going. Yeah, you get you get until your next match. Yeah, you can get you can take away a win for sportsmanship after a match. All right, whatever. So yeah, Sabu was kind of just a a strange. Uh, match for WCW because all he was known for was using Hardcore, chairs yeah. and tables and Death none match. of that was allowed in WCW so it didn't it, it didn't quite it, yeah it was like it's sloppy uh, high flying shit right. didn't really make sense luchador stuff but without anything as precise so yeah it's sloppy okay fine <laughs> uh, so after this match Mean Gene called out Ric Flair to the ring uh, Ric Flair cut a promo on Arn Anderson saying he was staying at his hotel and calling his family instead of coming out and partying with Ric Flair like a real man would. You know, I mean, he got a point there. I mean, like, <laughs> calling my family or hanging out with Ric Flair. You yeah. gotta hang out with Ric Flair. It's, like, you're just not a man if you don't yeah, hang out with Ric Flair. Yeah, you don't have the testicular fortitude, as they kept saying. Uh, so I guess they're going to continue that feud. Whatever. And then um, Lex Luger came out out of nowhere again. And Flair just kind of talked him up about how amazing he was. Yep. And he was going to beat Hulk Hogan tonight and get the title. And then uh, Luger said, Flair, you're too much. And just walked off. Yep. And that was it. It was another great 10-second uh, Lex Luger promo. You can clearly see why the WCW would want to poach him. He's like a master on the mic. He is. Uh, um, so, do you guys actually know the story about package. Luger? Uh, is there a story about Luger? Yeah, so Luger, uh, she's, well, I don't know if he started out in WCW, but he was in WCW before he went to the WWF and was just kind of a headache to deal with, I guess, at the time. Uh, and you're talking about attitude-wise? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, when his contract was up with WWF, Bischoff did not want to bring Luger in. Mm. But um, Sting was very good friends with Luger and convinced Bischoff to take a risk on him. Oh, just like uh, at the end of the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, like so, it's art. It's poetic, you So Luger actually went to WCW for uh, a pretty small contract. He wasn't getting paid very well. Um, I guess he was just unhappy in the WWF. Yeah. 
But I thought you said that they were looking at Luger as a replacement for... The Eric. WWF was. Oh, WWF. So when, yeah, when Hogan left WWF, uh, he was kind of Mr. Man's replacement yeah. for Hulk Hogan, and they tried to push him like crazy, and uh, just didn't it, work? it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can see why. They made him. They didn't make him just come out of the ring and just pose. Right. He can't. He. I mean, he can't cut promos at all, so he can't do the Hogan right. thing. It is funny when he does that. And he's still. He's really he's bad okay. in the ring. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. No, he's no, he's really bad. Pretty bad. Like, yeah. he's worse than Hogan in the ring. Yeah. Okay. Fine. They're made of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm forgiving. Uh, so now we got VK Wall Street. He's already yep. changed his name. Second week. Um, Reboot. And this is kind of poking fun at Vince McMahon, VK, Vincent Kennedy, and McMahon. He's squared off against Sting. Who was green this week? Sting update, or Sting color update. Change from purple to green? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We gotta keep track. Yeah. Uh, so at the start He's, of this match... He has different powers according to his color palette. Exactly. Is that how that works? Yeah. yeah. So this one was the extra stamina one. Yeah. The other one was... It was uh, uh, extra... Charisma or something. Yeah, plus two charisma. Uh, so the start of this match, Bischoff gave the results for the Raw main event and said it was taped two weeks ago, so don't bother watching it. Uh, so this was something they did fairly often during this time because Nitro was live, Raw was taped, and they were trying to get people to watch their show. Yeah. Uh, so they would just give the results of Raw and tell people not to watch it. And I hear that that worked sometimes and not other times. Yeah, the kind of the most famous instance of this is when. Uh, Mick Foley won his first WWF championship on Raw, and Bischoff gave the results of that, and it completely backfired on WCW and Raw. That was the first week that Raw had beat Nitro in the ratings in, like, over a year. Wow. Well, it makes sense. Mick Foley wins his first title. You're going to want to watch that. Right. So... You're kind of just, like, hyping up your competitor. That was kind of the start of the turnaround of, of Raw. So Sting won this match clean with a flying crossbody. No surprise, Sting's one of the biggest stars in WCW. Wall Street's just kind of a whatever guy. He's just there. He, he had a dollar bill sign on his suit. Also, yeah. uh, I don't think we mentioned previously, Wall Street was known as IRS in the WWF before. Yeah, he's the father of Bray Wyatt. Yes, he's Bray Wyatt's father and... Um, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. And he was in uh, the Million Dollar Man stable in WWF. So that's why they just kept the money gimmick? It's it, a dumb yeah, gimmick. that's what they did. They would take the, take the guys from WWF, have them have the same gimmick, and change their name. That's stupid. Um, I guess it worked out I mean, at the time. I mean, for a short while there, yeah. They, they were winning. But that's um, a dumb idea. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm not a fan of the, the whole, oh, he's rich gimmick. It works sometimes. Oh, but yeah. It works best when... It's like he's rich and he's the boss man, like uh, with Vince. Yeah, you have to have you have to have something today. more than just a suit with a number a dollar sign on it, right? At least. So you know, right. um, yeah. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase when he was doing that gimmick. Yeah. Vince McMahon would actually legitimately give him money. a ton of spending money. Oh, shit, oh, really? Because just this was when they were still trying to, you know, keep the, the legitimacy uh, kayfabe. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. And so. Teddy Biasi would just be able to go on the road and spend money like crazy and live up life because that's what his gimmick was. That's a good gimmick to have. Yeah. yeah. I, take, I take back what I just said. Uh, so next up, we had Scott Norton versus Macho Man. So I'm not sure 
if this was the debut match for Scott Norton or what, because last week was just kind of very strange. They didn't introduce him at all. He just kind of showed up and started yelling. Yeah. Uh, He said he signed a contract, so I'm assuming he's new to the company. So again, just kind of a very strange way to introduce a new and a new wrestler. I guess, I guess match, that's no. like part of the problem with how they did the first night. Uh, yeah, Nitro. Um, like they kind of went in. I mean, obviously, people who watch wrestling are going to know Hulk Hogan. They're going to know Macho Man, but like uh, they didn't really do much to introduce their people. They kind of went into it like this brand new. We're trying to get this out to like the mainstream public um, and make it big, and we expect you to already know who every single wrestler is. Well, they did have a show on Saturday, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, it makes sense right. not to introduce all the people they already had because they did have a show going on and they had a fan base who was going to make up the majority of their viewers. Um, but if you're bringing someone new in, which it seems like this is the case with Scott Norton because he mentioned he signed oh, a contract, man. he wanted to wrestle. And they, they a, didn't introduce him at all. They didn't segment. explain who he was. He was just kind of this big guy yelling. Ringside, yeah. Okay. We don't know where he came from. I mean, I know who Scott Norton is just because I watched WCW yeah, in the 90s. Like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, very strange. Yeah. So, yeah, him and Macho Man had a match. Um, Norton was working Macho Man's back most of the match. They are putting him over pretty well as, like, a back kind of a man. monster. Yeah. Good. Um, and then, the kind of running theme, Dungeon of Doom ran out. <laughs> um, the shark falls on Scott Norton, so he cannot move. He's knocked out unconscious. So he was en- he enter- immediately after entering the ring, he gets knocked out and falls on his lap. Uh, and it just sits there and the ref doesn't care. Yeah, the ref, <laughs> oddly... Right, this wasn't a disqualification for some reason. Right. Uh, but the other guy sadly got disqualified for doing something after the match. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are rules in WCW. You don't break them. Yeah. So if Bischoff actually called him Avalanche, which yeah. was oh, I his didn't name notice. previously. I, I did notice that. I did notice um, that. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. Uh, so yeah, Norton couldn't move. Macho Man hits the elbow off the top rope and pins him with the shark still laying on his legs. Uh, right. laying on him. The ref's just like, yeah, whatever. And Norton was basically no-selling the elbow, too, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. He was acting like well, he's he was the trying guy. to get up. Yeah. I mean, no, I know he's the big guy, but that's Macho Man's finisher. Yeah, like, I know. was sarcastic. Right. Whatever. Uh, so that was a pretty stupid match. Yeah. Um, no, it's just the, the stable that they have terrorizing the, the, the right. group is just goofy as all fuck. Yeah. I don't find them menacing, but Which, I, I guess later maybe. And that kind of goes into what Ian was saying. We're like, ah! Ah! redo that. That kind of goes into what Sid was saying, where um, they didn't really introduce their storylines or anything, their wrestlers, right. about what was going on. And so we don't really know who the Dungeon of Doom are or what's going on. Or why they're attacking them. Right. But it's the Dungeon of Doom. We got, like, a shark guy, like, and we got, like, a... Yeah, a bunch of random fucks, and they don't talk yeah. about them by name. They're just, like, a horde of jobbers. Right. So it's, uh, it's Kevin Sullivan, the shark, Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. And then, I Poor don't Kamala. know what name he was using at this time, but it was the guy that played Brutus the Beefcake Barber. Right. Oh, WWF. yeah. He was then um, the uh, disciple later in WCW. God damn. He was Hulk Hogan's best yeah, friend and yeah. basically followed him around and got a job because of it. I can't um, remember what the name of his character is right now, but whatever. I don't think they've mentioned it on TV. No, no they haven't. It's just some random fucking um, whatever. 
there any promos between this and the main event? No, so then it was just the main event, Luger versus Hogan. This was a fucking terrible match. Worse <laughs> than, like, anything else. Like, uh, literally the first half of the match was just Hogan and Luger trading headlocks and taunts. That it was, was it. it was, that I was know. it. Okay, I'm going to say it's uh, it's pretty much standard for uh, a uh, Hogan match, I, it was my opinion. That that goes into what Clean was saying earlier about the both like, suck. The appeal both of Hogan. Sucky wrestlers, yes. He's he's a bad wrestler. This was Luger. Yep, Lex yeah, Luger and Hogan. Yeah. So yeah, kind of no, nothing match. Um, Hogan actually was, he hit was, the leg drop on Luger. Right. Uh, this was well, for the actually title before that Luger put Hogan in the uh, torture the, rack. Was this yeah, the it was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was for the title. Oh. Uh, Luger put Hogan in the torture rack. They did the whole gimmick of passing out with the referee. Oh, that's right. That's right. Arm. That's right. And he kept standing. The referee there. actually, I think, dropped his arm like four times. But, yeah. Um, Nobody caught him. <laughs> but, so Luger, Luger thought it was three and that he won, and the ref said, "Oh no, it was only two. Yeah. Uh, so the match wasn't over. Then Luger goes for the pin. Hogan kicks out. Comes back, this up. whole up. whatever you do can't hurt me. I'm yeah. Hulk Hogan thing. Yeah. He does in every match. Yeah. Well, the Hulks, the Hulkamania. Yeah, yeah, the Hulksters in the audience fight him. Yeah. Yeah. His power. So Hogan gives him the big boots and then the leg drop. And he goes for the pin. So, I mean, Hogan still looks like he's going to win. Uh, Guess who so comes good. out? Who comes out, Clean Gene? <laughs> right, before before he gets the pin, Dungeon of Doom comes out again. Oh, the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. So Sting and Macho Man come out to make the save, uh, and then... They run away. They, they, they do. Yeah, yeah they, they run away, and then we got another promo of Hogan and Luger yelling at each other. Uh, Hogan and Macho Man want to know why the Dungeon of Doom did not attack Lex Luger. Because that matters. They accuse him of being on their side. But why does that matter? (laughs) Uh, I don't understand why that matters. Sting's the mediator again. Sting is the true WCW man. But I don't understand why that matters. Sting saying, no, you guys are wrong. We can trust him. He's on our side. He's a good guy. But I want the title shot later on, maybe. <laughs> well, you can't have it, brother. I'm going to slap you. No, you're not. You're going to give me the title shot later, and I'm going to agree to be in your team. Well, if Sting says so, brother. And then you're supposed to be Macho Man Randy Savage. You have to say, no, I can't. No. Yeah. I, we are outvoted because there's four votes and there's three of us. Right, <laughs> yeah. uh, and also, also the, the the demon team didn't beat the shit out of Mouth of the South for some reason. Yeah, I don't know where they were going with that. I don't know what the fuck. It's like some weird red scare in the WWE. Yeah. They're like you're accusing each other of being communist. I don't, yeah. I don't get the point. We haven't established why the, the Dungeon of Doom is bad, other than they just show they up. They don't like Hulk Hogan. They don't like yeah. Hulk Hogan. They don't um, eat their pastoroni. No, their pastoroni. The pastoroni. <laughs> Whoa, 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 this isn't Booker T's pasta. The like pasta Rooney. Yeah, this is just uh, the pasta mania. The so yeah, uh, Sting brings up Vader's AWOL, so they need someone to replace him in the match coming up on the pay-per-view. Macho Man says, no, we don't want Luger. Sting says, yes, my vote's yes. Because it's, it's an election, it's like a democracy. Yeah, Sting democracy. says they got four well, votes, and Macho Man yeah. only got one. <laughs> 
I don't know who the fourth vote is. It's either Jimmy Hart or it's just Sting again. I think Only three Sting. people voiced their votes, though. Yeah. Well, no, Sting, uh, I mean, they, were, they proposed that he joined them and then argued about it before he even accepted, so. Maybe, this is true. Maybe, maybe that's why, maybe that's why Mongo McMichael had his dog there again. His dog <laughs> was the fourth vote. That's possible. Uh, so yeah, Hogan says, Sting, if you want him, my vote's Yes. Then they ask Luger if he wants to join. Sting says, don't make me look stupid. Luger says, I'm in, but only if I get a title match later on. And Macho Man says, see, he's got ulterior motives. Yeah. But everyone ignores Macho Man pretty much. (laughs) And Hogan's like, okay, I'll do that again because I'm Hogan. So, yep, they've set up the pay-per-view, the main events, a War Games match. With Hogan, Sting, Macho Man, and Luger. Did they change the name of the pay-per-view? Against the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, so no, the pay-per-view is Fall Brawl, and the type of match is a gimmick match. It's oh, it's called War Games. Games. Okay, I was confused. Yeah. Um, uh, episode ends with them all yelling at each other. Yelling agreements. Yelling I agree with other. you. Yes, we yeah. agree with you. And then I, th- I think it was Mongo Lake Michael says, or yells, they're going at it again! Right, as the screen was fading screen, away. Screen, and again, yeah. he's got a chihuahua. Yeah, with uh, a mariachi costume yeah, this and, time. And another costume. I don't know what the deal with the chihuahua is at the end of the show. It's to appeal to animal pet owners is the demographic. <laughs> it's very calculated to the marketing demographic. So that's the second episode of Nitro. Better than the first, question mark? Um, uh, yeah. I don't know because... It's better production. Sting, it's better production for sure. But if the Sting versus Flair match from the first, I think better. is still the yeah. That was, that was better than anything on of, this show. Yeah, both of Nitro so far. None of these matches were any good. They were all garbage. That whole Dungeon of Doom thing is just stupid. Yeah, it well, makes no real sense. I mean, that, that all these guys are big like gimmicks that yeah, they should be opening match jobbers. I don't know what they're doing in the main event of the pay per view. And I like mean, I know Kevin Sullivan, I think he was the booker at the time, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. And, and like, yeah, probably. Did they have any other big heels, or were they just uh, face heavy? I mean, Flair, Flair's a heel, and he's one of the big yeah. stars in the <laughs> in the wrestling world. Like, and they also all just kind of the Dungeon of Doom members both times just kind of like run in and fall down right away. So. It's like they don't even set them up as like a big intimidating group. Right, they, they just set get them destroyed. up as dumbasses yeah. who I mean, come in and fall down like came, three stooges or something. They came out. They came out to attack the Macho Man. <laughs> and they all fell and he gets knocked out and just falls on his opponent. Like what? <laughs> and where were the other like three that time? Just they they, they jumped out. Yeah, no, they got they, hit once and they jumped out of the ring. Yeah, so not yeah. only can they not do anything to Hogan, they can't even do anything to Hogan's teammates. Right, yeah, they don't seem very threatening. I, but I guess the the appeal of this the, the setup for this match is: can they trust Luger? And I right. presume they're they're setting up some sort of uh, twist. I, I haven't seen it. I don't care. Doesn't mean it's done well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Is, they're not very threatening. No. Um, but this yeah. isn't a this isn't a threatening match. More, it's more about Pre- if they can work together. Can you trust us? Give me your hand. I want to hold your hand. So yeah. Overall, uh, production was better. Production better. Wrestling was bad. Yeah. And there wasn't as much just kind of like random confusion. There was just yeah. the whole, the Luger thing at the beginning of the show with uh, yeah. Ric Flair. That was about it. So good. I mean, it's fine. It's our show. Yeah. yeah. So, we just uh, also watched the Raw episode, 
Uh, it aired September 11th, 1995, and uh, this is the episode that was spoiled on the Nitro episode we just talked about. So, yeah. Yep, so we got Vince McMahon and Jerry the King Lawler as our announced team. No Jim Ross, I'm not sure what he was doing at this time. Jerry Lawler still dressed better than he is today. Uh, show opens up and they've got some highlights from the SummerSlam match with Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. After the highlights, we've got the match Razor Ramon and British Bulldog with Jim Cornette in the British Bulldog's corner. Right, and this match starts off at the beginning. It's pretty weird because we get a USA chant from a small section of the crowd. And this is a match between a British guy and an alleged Cuban guy. So they were obviously chanting for Jim Cornette. Yeah. Right, they must have been. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Dean, Dean Douglas, also known as Shane Douglas, interfered uh, with the ref down. Uh, he hit Razor Ramon off the top rope with, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Right. Like he barely touched him. <laughs> it was kind of a, like a straight jump off, and then he just landed Clip like him. near yeah. uh, Razor Ramon. It was pretty sloppy. Yeah. And then uh, the one, two, three kid comes out for the save, and then inadvertently uh, costs like, him. The ref sees too. him and ends up costing Razor Ramon the match disqualification. Right. Vince comes up to the ring to and he has like this weird Jerry Springer, like uh, let's or Doctor Phil, tell us how you feel. One, two, three kid. And Jerry the King Lawler is talking over this entire thing. Right, <laughs> it's so funny, like, obnoxious. <laughs> He has, like, absolutely no idea how to, like, professionally cast something. So you couldn't hear half of what Vince right. was saying. It was Jerry Lawler was talking over the I'm sure it didn't matter. It was, like, brilliant commentary, like, Ha ha! This is great! Oh, that's what that's what he said. Uh, so essentially, Mr. Man said, 1-2-3 kid cost Razor Ramon the match. 1-2-3 kid said, no, I didn't. You cost me the match last week. I want to fight you. To yeah, prove so. some respect to you, because I yeah. love you, yeah, but I'm going to beat you. Then Razor Ramon kind of staggers around. Yeah, and, and you know he's what? like, obviously, like, he has to be drunk, No, right? no, because he just wrestled a whole right. match, and but, he did a great job. It wasn't yeah, a bad but match. Like, so maybe he's a functional alcoholic. I mean, like, the dude's like a legendary alcoholic, so... He is a legendary like, alcoholic. However... But like, like, so he starts off by just kind of stumbling around and throwing together these completely incoherent sentences like, completely Dean yeah. Douglas, hit me, one, two, three, kid, oh, he cost me the match. If what? you want it and Vince wants it and everybody else wants it, then let's do it. And noticeably missing from... Uh, everything except for his name is his Cuban accent. Yeah, yeah, he only does his name, Ramon. Ramon. He rolls his R for Ramon, and then that's it. Razor. And, uh, whatever, it works. I mean, whatever. Yeah, It's still a good match. Nobody nobody gives a fuck that he's not Cuban. (laughs) Right. Uh, So, yeah, this basically just set up a match for next week on Raw. 1-2-3 Kid versus Razor Ramon. Then also, we got Dean Douglas and Razor Ramon at the next pay-per-view, which is in two weeks. And that is in your house? Yes, in your house. No, in your house. Oh, oh. what if it's in my house? I don't want to be your house. Well, I don't want to be yeah. there either. I'm going in your house. <laughs> my house is air-conditioned. That's true. 
Uh, so then we've got Smoking Guns versus Rad Radford. <laughs> Which we had to look up because they said Brad Bradford. I'm positive. Yeah, we, Maybe. we heard both Brad Bradford and Brad Radford. Right. And I heard um, Raddy Braddy Radford. Yeah, but his name was actually Rad Radford. Right. Okay. Uh, this was just a and brawl brawl smash. Brawl smash. Brawl. Yeah, Brooklyn Brawler was there as yeah. well. Uh, smoking Guns won. Superfest. Match was like tops two minutes long. Yeah, and it was good. I liked it. It was clean. I mean, it was. It was it, 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 I mean, I'm a fan of Billy Guns. So yeah, me too. And like, it, it worked out well. It was an okay match. Well, you got a problem with that, clean gene? Yeah. Uh, well, Billy Gunn is not a very good wrestler. What? This was. This so. is a good time for Billy Gunn. <laughs> he's a solid mid carter dependable. He is a good match. It's fine. They're all used to wrestling, and it didn't suck. So. Good combination of, of stuff. Yeah. So the guns went quick, and then <laughs> we get to what some might say is the highlight of the show, the oh. Gold Dust promo. Oh, Where he said absolutely nothing. He quoted uh, Night of the Living Dead and then was vaguely menacing towards uh, Undertaker. The black evil cloud that now hovers over the World Wrestling Federation soon be sent to the heavens never to be heard from again courtesy of gold dust he said uh gold doesn't shed darkness yeah yeah it's a it was a whatever i mean it wasn't he wasn't going full-on homosexual and that's unfortunate because i think he's best when he goes just full-on gay like I'm gonna give that zombie a stiff or something like if that he could yeah, have done so something there wasn't really any innuendo no there was no yeah. there's no innuendo and so whatever but I mean uh, I like Goldust a lot it's a classic Goldust promo I fucking love Goldust sorry it's it's just my one thing uh, one so, thing. Yeah, uh, it, you had to describe. Yeah, um, blow blow in one word. It would be gold dust. It'd be gold dust. And uh, I mean, Sid Lecter's got a boner for Sting. I got a boner for Gold Dust. Clean Gene over here has a boner for. Uh, no, like Jim Nightheart. Jim Nightheart. Uh, so next up, we had Isaac Yankum. Hell yes. Yeah. Versus Scott Taylor, aka Kane versus Scotty Too Hotty. It was, it was fun. It was fun seeing that. I don't know. It's just it was silly because they're like, yeah, it's you know, not their gimmicks they're known for. So it's like, oh, that's cute. Uh, so this is another squash match. Um, Kane won. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna bother calling. <laughs> he still just he did a choke, choke slam. slam yeah. he did the choke slam. He didn't do a tombstone. Um, and his, his theme, his entrance music, is just a fucking dentist drill. It's oh my the, god, it's, it's so annoying. He's a heel, right? Yes. Yeah. It works. Uh, it works. Heels can have annoying entrance themes. Uh, so after this, we had Todd Pettengill talking oh. about the upcoming pay-per-view in your house. It's coming up in two weeks. Hops up the main event. This is the triple header match. Oh, yeah. With Diesel and Shawn Michaels against Owen Hart and Yokozuna. So all the titles are on the line in this match. It's a clusterfuck. Right. <laughs> it was like, and it, supposedly it's Gorilla Monsoon's idea. Yeah. yeah. Interim president Gorilla Monsoon. Why is he interim president? Are we not? I don't know. know. Eh, whatever. So Yokozuna and Owen Hart are the tag team champions. Who's supposed to be the president of the company in terms of the show? Do you, do you have any idea? Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon. Well, I mean, like... Interim, interim, interim. 
Uh, I, don't know, I don't know who was. So yeah, Owen Hart and Yokozuna are the tag champions. Diesel's the world champion. Shawn Michaels is the intercontinental champion. So essentially, if either Diesel or Shawn Michaels pin either Yokozuna or Owen Hart, they will become the tag team champions. If Yokozuna pins Diesel, Yokozuna becomes the world champion. Is it Yokozuna? He has to, is it yes, that? Yokozuna pins Shawn Michaels, he becomes the oh, intercontinental champion. A clusterfuck. If Owen Hart... Pins either Diesel, of them, he, he gets their the world champion. Yeah, he gets the yeah. respective belts. You pin the belt holder, you get the belt. Right. And so either way, tag teams at a disadvantage. Yes. Yeah. Um, went over some other matches. I don't really remember what they were. There were a lot of bullshit matches. There uh, was Razor Ramon and Dean Douglas was one. Uh, French Hard against one of the Quebecers. The French Pirate. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> a couple nobodies. It was it was a, it was a nobody versus nobody match. Bam Bam Bigelow was against somebody. Eh, it doesn't matter. We'll see it, maybe. We'll see. Uh, so next up was the main event. We got Psycho Sid versus Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental title. Uh, again, Eric Bischoff spoiled this match. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But before they started the match, uh, they were like, hey, maybe you should buy yourself a Shawn Michaels hat. He wears this shit to the <laughs> ring. It's super fashionable. It'll go with your denim jacket and your assless chaps. You can wear it wherever you go. And the sunglasses. Only, only, only 20 bucks, 25 bucks. The heart-shaped sunglasses. 25 bucks, three ninety-nine shipping. Looked on eBay. They're selling, selling that shit for like 10 bucks. You can't get rid of that shit. There's just boxes and boxes of those fucking hats that nobody would wear. Because who the fuck is going to wear a zebra leather hat? Anyway, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. But I, I just wanted to say... It's that, important information. That I need to get yeah. one of those hats right away. Just call 1-800-TITAN and get yourself one of those fucking hats. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Shawn Michael wins uh, clean with the super kick. Just like Bischoff said, it was actually like three super yeah. kicks. Come on, um, Bischoff, you're a lawyer. Bischoff kind of undersold it because it, yeah. it was a pretty good match. I mean, yeah. it's just Shawn Michaels. Michaels. have a good match with anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, Shawn Michaels starts stripping in the middle of the ring. Yep. And then Vince McMahon got very, very excited about this. <laughs> Extremely excited. Well, yeah. We, we can't, like, oversell it. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Then after that, we went backstage with Diesel and Shawn Michaels. And Doc Hendricks. And, yeah, right. And then Diesel's like, We're two dudes with tudes, but we're also two chaps Chaps with with all all the straps. straps. We got straps. Yeah. We got chaps. Uh, Because they're going to win the match at the pay-per-view and get all the belts. We got all the straps. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what they meant by straps. Yes. (laughs) I didn't get it at all. And uh, (laughs) also, don't forget to mention, the entire time, there is this, like, creepy dude wearing, like, full face paint, like, white face paint, black, like, dyed black hair, black lipstick, he looked kind of like the girl from the ring, or Marilyn Manson, and the entire time he was, like, staring off to the left of the ring wasn't watching he had like zero reaction ever and he was constantly like in the shot throughout like pretty much every match of the show no never reaction. had a reaction just saying could have been a mannequin for all we know could have been a mannequin there are no signs of life it's a seat filler it's a seat filler <laughs> a vampire seat filler right. it was a good look it was a good look I mean, yeah. it's pre-columbine so and, I mean, you yep, can get away with that right we're not sure it might have been low blow it could have been me I mean I did dress a lot like that had the pointy boots and everything. Yeah. So overall, what'd you guys think of Raw? Uh, I thought it was much better than Either Nitro, yeah. just because of the much better talent. Yeah. Uh, like the King was still kind of a shitty announcer, but Vince wasn't terrible. Yeah. So they, I mean, 
Match Obviously, match. they had better matches, yeah, um, right. and the show was more focused overall. Uh-huh. There was nothing going on where you were like, what is the point of this? Right. Where did this come from? Right. It all made sense. It was not a random faction running um, around doing shit. So, like, even if you're just coming into it, uh, they, the promos established, like, enough. Like, the one, two, three kid, Scott Hall, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Razor Ramon, like... Little argument that gave you enough information to be able to tell what's happening, even if you didn't know like the history of those two guys behind so, the scenes. So the main event for the in your house in your house is let's see triple header match. So Diesel and Shawn Michaels oh. versus Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Okay, so, they're both two clusterfuck matches at these next two pay per views. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, that WCW, the pay-per-view, was this coming Sunday, yeah. that same week. And the only match they've even mentioned is that main event. Whereas on this show, the pay-per-view's two weeks away, and they basically gave us the whole card. Right. Mm-hmm. It's but, much more prepared, right? Right. Yeah. So it seems like WCW is just kind of like, we, need we got Hulk Hogan, and that's the match that matters. Yeah. We're going to throw everything behind that. We're going to put yeah. everybody in that match. Everybody's going to be in that match. And yeah. uh, is there anything on the line for that match? No, not really. War games? No, it's just... Yeah, it's uh, just... Look at just these feud match. But we, we don't establish why they're feuding. I mean, even when Lex Luger demands a title shot at the end of the second Nitro, it's not for... At the pay-per-view, it's sometime down the line. I want a title shot. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? What about at the pay-per-view this weekend? That would be a good time for a title shot. Well, they got the, the other match. Yeah, they got their war games. Their war game, dumb match. So we're saying uh, for this first episode, Raw wins. Both Definitely. Of them. Yeah, with yeah. both two. The Beats it takes on two episodes of Nitro, and it... Uh, it blows them away. It falls on them like yeah. shark... Bill on Scott Norton. Well, that was exciting. Uh, how do you want to close this? Do you have the ratings? Ah, uh, fuck the ratings. I don't, I don't want to look them up. Uh, so next episode, we're going to have a special pay-per-view edition, I believe, where we'll be watching WCW Fall Brawl. Versus In Your House? No, because they're, they're not at the same time. Okay. Oh, so son of a bitch. We'll just do Fall Brawl. All right. Ah, okay. Yep. That's good. That's good. Okay, let's uh, let's do that then. Right, fucking now. Turn on the air conditioner. <laughs> is that is that what I need? Yeah. <laughs> Turn on the air conditioner. Turn get, on the air conditioner. And get the I'll tables. I'll see you next time. This is Sid Lecturer for this is Low Blow Monday Night Bore and Clean Jeans turning on the air so Ooh, we win. Air conditioner, fuck you, Mean Jeans.